It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstom. You're ready. Look at that. Acumen is in my car. The brothers Novak. Hi, guys. Hey, James. Uh, for the record, we're in front of Cold Waves, the eighth year. Before we talk about that, let's talk about the absolute shit show that's happening outside our very window right now. The Cubs game just got out. Yeah, I think they just lost the World Series. It's the <laughs> last, I think it's game uh, six of the uh, Game World six, yeah. Yeah, they lost. They fucking, sorry, oops, I don't know if we're. It's a podcast. So we can do whatever we want with the language? Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Well, those Dern Cubs, nah, I'm joking. They just look like the typical Cubs uh, sea of people leaving their uh, church. Uh, right before you came out, there was a guy just standing outside, looked really messed up. Just ashing a cigarette onto the uh, motorcycles parked in front of me. You know, I in the in the city, I don't ever think about <laughs> this much. But actually, while sitting in this car, I thought about locking the door, <laughs> like to protect myself in case oh, of, good. you know, like yo, what do you? I could get human carjacked parked in this spot talking to James. You know, hu- human jacked. Hey, hand me hand me that cord. But uh, as opposed to being in a different neighborhood, this is far more scary and uh, makes me nervous. But hey. Go something. Go something. All right, so let's talk about, I want to talk about cold waves, I want to talk about acumen, I want to talk about what Thanksgiving is like for you guys. Maybe not the last part. There we go. Can I hear you back there? We're thankful. Oh, for there it is. Check, check, one, two. Uh, the cutter check, check, says hello. I don't know. Ooh, see, now, down did you see that? That's like a, a what is it called? The rickshaw? Yeah, don't you want to just open your door? <laughs> Just door the rickshaw. Dra- Bam! Oh, I'm sorry. I was just getting out. Here's right? the thing, Although though. it would F up your car, so... Here's the thing, and I've God, already had funny. a car situation tonight I don't need to go into because time is precious with you. Uh, the rickshaw riders, they have to have, like, the strongest calf and thigh muscles ever. You're right. To, to pilot one of those things and carry around a bunch of fat, drunk... The calf muscles rival their patience, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, so let's talk about the performance I just witnessed. The 16-volt versus Acumen performance on stage. That was so cool. I love the blending of the two bands. Yeah, that was fun. We, uh, you know, our our careers, kind of whatever you want to, back in the mid-90s, kind of started on similar similar labels, similar style of music. And it was just by happen chance that, that, a, that a booking agent kind of put us together. We started touring together, but we started... Happenstance. I like happen chance. That's my... <laughs> that our music styles and the way we wrote and our love of hooks over what a lot of other people involved in that style of music mm-hmm. were doing, where it was just chugging away at a dance beat or, you know, we were writing these hooks and, you know, with nice little breakdowns and melodies and we all kind of fell in love with each other's music and uh, we've toured together and, and been brothers and worked on Very albums. Very compatible. Yeah, so Very. it was like, why don't we just do it and kind of like, let's just make out on stage, the two of us, and just do it. And so yeah. it was really fun. There, there was a lot of making out. And just, another funny side note, the last time that 16-volt Acumen and ChemLab shared the stage together was a tour low these many years ago. That was, uh, yeah, in the winter of 97. So having so just interviewed ChemLab earlier tonight, that was deep in the throes of uh, Drugtown, USA. Oh yeah, yes it was. They were uh, they were big fun. Uh. We were we were pretty straight and narrow compared to a lot of the shit yeah, going on. Jamie and I compensated for the rest of the band. That's true. 
and look how we're all here today. I know. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's why this, to me this is just like a watermark. We put those three bands back on the same stage here in Chicago with Papa Lead itself headlining. I mean, it's I don't know what else you can do after that. That's why we kind of said instead of us, each of us trading off playing this event every year, let's just combine it and have a best of and kind of a fun and you and you did thing. a cover together you did uh streak back nemesis yes I, you started playing it i'm like i know this song i know this song oh that's what they're doing that's amazing that's a great tune and we it's did great a tune. we had this collective band called iron lung corp and we put out a couple records with some nitzareb cover and we actually we have a whole cover album with with some cool 80s and 90s stuff that we all love and we have that track on it and when it came time to pick like the closer it just we also built this video as kind of a piece of dedication and a, kind of an homage to all the industrial attached artists, electronic artists that have passed over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So we just thought that song kind of said it all yeah. and the video went with it and we just said goodbye to a lot of friends, but also like welcomed them back in a way. That's what that song is kind of. And it's you know, a burner. It's like a, it's and a it's burner a burner. Of a tune, you know, it's it a is a burner. Riff. A tune. It's got a big, nice track behind it. So good times. All right, I, I, I really, I know I've got like five minutes with you because you're the organizer of Cold Waves, which is why we're here all weekend long for the next three nights after the night. it goes for 14 more nights. It, it probably <laughs> feels that way as the organizer. This is the eighth year. Let's just quickly, I mean, I want to bounce around to talk a little bit about Acumen and what you're up to, but tell me, tell people watching on Facebook Live, tell people who are listening to the podcast, why Cold Waves? I know what it is, but someone listening or watching may not know what Cold Waves is. You want to do it? You take this one. Well, we lost uh, our bandmate and brother, Jamie Duffy, in the summer of 2012. Unexpectedly, he took his own life, and it shocked us into uh, a movement to basically throw a memorial show for his mom to you know, raise some expenses for his funeral and whatnot. And we just basically threw the net out. We had one month to put it together and reached out to some artists that we had all worked together and loved and people like Chris Connolly and Paul Barker, the, the guy, you know, uh, Anthony from Final Cut, Martin Atkins. Uh, and also the the interweaving quality through this is that Jamie had worked with all of these artists. Everyone too. knew Jamie. So yeah, it there, was a family vibe. There was no one we reached out to that wasn't instantly broken by the news of his passing and that because they had had a relationship, a working and friendship with him, relationship with them so we put 14 bands on in one night sold out and afterward we raised the money that we wanted for uh pat duffy is jamie's mom and people just started saying you have to this has done something like i'm feeling something for the first time in a long time a lot of relationships have been broken the music had become a little bit passe mm-hmm. and and a lot of fans and performers were like can you can we do this again can we figure out a way so it uh, we did, and this, that second year that we did it here at the Metro, two nights, it was a bomb, and it was bad sales, and just whatever it was, it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's go for it one more time, and <laughs> then that launched a nice run that's brought us to year eight. I mean, if we had just folded it there, we weren't promoters, we weren't sure. booking agents. You're artists. Yeah, but yeah. then it became, oh, learn how to do visas, learn how to rent backline, learn how to get a tour bus, learn how to put a band in the air for 14, 15 fly dates in a row and mm-hmm. build tours around this Cold Waves thing and make Chicago put its foot down about this music. And at the same time, Wax Tracks had started bubbling yeah. through the last decade. If you remember it, it kind of started to tie in completely by accident, but industrial accident. <laughs> 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 but it just, in hand in hand, they I think both families, and I'll say the Nash family and the Novak family, we just felt 
that was the time for totally different reasons or whatever that we both just started building that love and respect and sharing it with everybody of that genre and that time period. And also in the process kind of reignited some of these bands that had been not dormant but maybe less active than they were in previous years like when Chemlab had done the first Cold Waves it was kind of supposed to be a bow out show and here they are tonight performing right now so that's and Jared's never seemed happier he's yeah, he doing is, great he's enlightened yeah. I mean I remember having uh, conversations with uh, the guys in Front 242 at the Wax Tracks retrospectacle in 2011 or whenever that was and, and they oh we wouldn't we'll never tour the US again you know like oh, it's just kind of like not our place anymore we do so much better in Europe lo and behold they're coming you know mm-hmm. third tour later just stabbing westward out of out yep. of sight out of mind and we just through some stuff, there they are. Now they're back touring, and they're doing Meat Beat Manifesto, Pankow, a lot the of these clay people, all of these bands, severed heads, bands that had hung careers. it up. We reached out to and said, "You don't realize how important you are to a lot of people. Let's facilitate you coming back, and we'll take the risk, and we'll put this together for you. We're friends, we're family, and now they're they've been active after that. You know, it's exciting." I mentioned this word to Chemlab. I mentioned this to Pop Will Eat Itself. The word of the the notion of community. This really is a community. I mean, I, w- I walked in right as things were getting started, maybe 6.30. It just, everyone was hugging each other. It was like, like good old friends. That's literally what it was, just getting back together, just hugs and just. It's like re- it's like coming to a reunion, not it, necessarily truly. a school reunion, just a reunion of friends and kindred spirits. And everybody really gets on the same page and pitches in. And it's a, it is definitely a community effort. And this community is hugely strong and very uh, selective on, on people that they take in. But once you are taken in, you're there for life. So it's nice that all these people really get together and, and make this happen. There are a lot of things I want to ask. I'm trying to be respectful of you, Jason. Um, oh. So, But not of you. No, I'm no, no Ethan, <laughs> Please do not respect me. Ethan's good, good through like 1 a.m. We, we're just going to keep going live stream on this. Um, I voted for Pizza Puffs for this interview. I know. Well, that's just it. Want to that was one car. of the things I was going to say. This was another... <laughs> Carnayless uh, event. Oh, it just that's the whole thing. Can you believe I just said that? We didn't want to stink up the car. That's the whole goal of this thing. That's the whole oh goal of this thing. God. But before I'm, I'm, we got in the car, I was back in the dressing room area with Ethan. He said, "Dude, you got to try this. There are all kinds of foods and treats and sweets and savory items out there. There are these little cheesecake bites, which are delicious." And Ethan said, "Oh no, you need to take a cheese curd." Take two Fried bites of the cheese curd. Take two bites of the cheese curd. Fried and cheese. as the second bite of cheese curd is going in your mouth, pop the cheesecake bite. Chase it <laughs> with the cheesecake bite, and it's a delicious explosion in your mouth. That's what he what he said. I tried it. Right? It was Pat- glor- it was glorious. Patent pending. Well the, the sweet and savory combined. The the cheesecake bite and the cheese curd. Could this be any more fucking Midwestern that than that? That is pretty hot. That is, oh, I'm going to go try one of those. And one of those things that shouldn't be, but it's so damn Like good. the peanut butter beer that exactly. someone brought us from Point. Uh, yeah, Brian, our guitarist, works for Point Brewing up in... Uh, That's not okay. No? All right. But it is... We all thought so, and we all avoided it, and then someone cracked one, and then they were all gone within 10 minutes. Finally, a beer my dog can drink. It is <laughs> shocking. It is shockingly good, and it is the only beer that I've ever tasted that is a true dessert beer. Like, I'll have that for dessert. It was delicious. 
light. Uh, I, I can't explain it. Peanut butter beer from Point. I don't even know what it's called. It's not available in Chicago, that's for sure. Uh, someone just wrote, I, I can't see names, and I'm sorry for whoever wrote this. This is so lovely. Also, Wiener Circle is right there, guys. Not Wiener Circle. That's actually Wrigleyville Dogs, which is also a fine location, home of the Pizza Puff. That possibly the, the best pizza possibly puff the in best the city of Chicago. Possibly. Being a puff extraordinaire, I've tried many throughout the city. Yes, I feel that they might fry their pizza puffs in duck fat. There has to be something that makes duck them fat, so... Duck butter? <laughs> no, not duck butter. I'm certain that's not what they fry it well, in. Well, uh, yeah, well, whatever does it, I'll eat it. It's delicious. All right, so two final questions. What's next for Acumen? Is this just kind of a an annual coming together? Yeah, there's... It, we the last record uh, that the band put out wasn't even a, you know it was a project with me and a, a drummer and a you know a head full of pain and a hobo yeah just kind of like, and we put that out in 2007 and I think there's just something about feeling it I don't have the things to say anymore as a father of a 20 year old and 17 year old I, I don't believe that I don't believe well, that well it isn't even that it's just then I think a more honest thing to say is I haven't ch- I'm not channeling it right now. Okay. Like I just don't know how the older I got it was harder to I'd have to sit and write lyrics. When I was younger they would just vomit out and oh yeah. my god pages and pages and now you'd have to go like hmm you know that sounds contrived like ah that, well all right let's go to that tomorrow. And even musically it just movies and entertainment were better then so it was easier to pull from things as well so now you uh, Yeah wait but a even as a musician time. I just I don't think I have much else to say in that uh, voice but that's also because we've also had the pleasure of falling back and getting allowed to do this every year or every two years and bringing our family back together and playing these shows and it's always been really tempting we should do another record we should do something else but it just never it would have been forced because it just didn't happen if it hasn't happened uh, to me like it would be you know, we'd have to like work at it, and that wouldn't be fun. You know, I, I feel like the fact that 12 years have gone by and it hasn't happened is all the proof I need that it's just it's not really part of the plan right now. Back to cold waves. Is this the sort of thing where, as soon as you walk out of Metro tonight, are you working on next year? Is it like a constant full-time concern? Well, it's weird. You think to yourself that, you, or you think the opposite. You're like, oh my god, I cannot wait. I cannot wait until Monday morning when I wake up and we return all the gear and we settle everything up. My brother and I usually spend the day together kind of quietly, like visiting, returning this gear, returning that, uh, making sure that gets taken care of, settling up, doing all the show. It's very, you know, the neighborhood's always quiet because, you know, there's just nothing going on on a Monday or whatever. And then Tuesday I wake up like, okay, what now? Let's go. Let's go. Let's get get start. Let's call Shriek back. And the way, yeah. uh, Shh. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> and real quickly, the way the the industry works, who doesn't buy concert or who is not now asked to buy concert tickets eight months in advance, nine months in advance? We're we're across from Wrigley Field. They're promoting the Green Day concert next summer. I, I that's, I mean, and now I believe that's kind of a bait and switch, yes. maybe, or that's not the right word, but it's just. You accept it, you buy it, and I believe that part of their business model is banking on 25, 30%, maybe even 40% going, hold on, I am. I found out my, I didn't even know I was gonna have a baby. I didn't know I was gonna have this life change. Put it up on resale sites, somebody's doubling their money, they're, they're finding a way to force people into buying stuff early, and we have to kind of follow suit so that we realize like bands are locking in way earlier than they oh, yeah. were before. We never thought about the next year's cold waves until January, maybe, you know, and then it became December, 
little rolling back to November, and now we're getting calls right now. Like, hey, I know you guys are doing this this weekend, but uh, what do you got? Can oh, because we... you know, I mean, you know, Lollapalooza and Riot Fest are they're all booked, probably yeah. right? They're yeah. probably twenty twenty one booked. <laughs> There's probably reunions that are already planned. Holograms. Excavation yes. of bodies that you, <laughs> it's all planned already, and so it's hard to keep up with that when you're not. That's not your. It's not our job, or our you know career. Like I, I don't know. There's investors. A lot of it's like hard to keep up. But what you're doing here is fantastic. This is a really wonderful, noble thing you're doing. I know it's a lot of hard work. This is the first time I've seen you stationary since I walked in the building tonight. So. I know you're working your ass off. So let's recap. Tomorrow night, Night's Rev headlining? Yes. That's a big bucket list one for us. We're excited about that. That is tomorrow, right? Yes. Friday night, six sold out. And then Saturday night headliner? Test, Test department. department. To me is like the Neubauten, the Throbbing Gristle, the, the like kind of the bastard cousin of those guys that didn't get. And if yeah. people that see this show, like it's truly innovative and pretty mesmerizing. And to call it industrial is like the truest sense of that's it's absolutely true it's a real industrial music show with you know metal and grinding it's just it's got it it's and it's also one of my biggest and deepest pleasures in this style of music the severed heads uh it's their final show Mm -hmm. that's it that's it they are finished they did this too they did a european swing they're 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 just done and chicago on saturday night will be the final severed heads show wow and to me falling in love with them in 87 and being able to pursue them 20 years later to book them and befriend them and then bring them here for the third tour whatever i mean that's that's ridiculous it's very cool part of this that's amazing Sunday night. Sunday night is Filter. Filter. Who there seems to be a dividing line. A lot of people like myself consider them as a huge part of the like you know Richard Patrick was in Nine Inch Nails, the album Short Bus, the 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 stuff that his next couple albums, the stuff that Filter represented was to me, without over explaining it, we all felt robbed being guys that put rock and roll with industrial beats Uh uh, over the next couple years by bands that. We're getting, for whatever reason, getting plucked up and made into these major mm-hmm. labels. We filter. We thought did it really well and really genuinely. And I, I thought those records were trend-setting. And agreed. Yes, they got a couple of crazy singles out of the left field that turned them into something else. Great for them. We wanted to come and make sure that they celebrate, you know, and realize that there are still a lot of fans that they still. They're even their last record has got more machines and more sure. gnarl on it. Oh, than, they've they've always embraced technology. Yeah, yeah. but yes, a lot of people. This is a rock band. very and very yeah. much on part with this community, maybe fringe, mm-hmm. because some of their fan base is is a little bit disconnected in some ways yeah. from this. But like actually pulling that in is a really good thing for the fest. I totally agree. I'm, I'm, and pigs playing that night. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Barker is Whoa. embracing a past that he has walked away from maybe maybe 20 years, and it does a live PA DJ like reimagining of classic ministry. All the Luxapan stuff. All the Luxapan stuff. stuff. I didn't realize that. It's just so much fun. It's a video thing that he's doing live video mixing and audio mixing and just tearing apart everything from like tracks from and yeah. Those Mine albums. is terrible. Mine is terrible taste, taste, taste in Psalm 69. It's, it's a great trip. It's so much fun, and I feel like nobody even knows what they're missing if they're not coming to this. Well, I didn't know that that was coming, so yeah. that's, that's going to be an amazing night. He's been a little low-key about it, but it is crushing and so much fun. It's the most cheering that you'll hear throughout oh, I'm the sure. weekend. It's just a blast. 
Because he's adorable and talented, and he's just he's smiling <laughs> from ear to ear, messing with these tunes and basically doing like with DJ tricks with with these old ministry stems and and uh, that he created. Yeah, probably helped work build all of them. And now he's like, I'm gonna have some fun with it. I love it. So cold waves all weekend long here at Metro 3730 North Clark. What an amazing event! And again, it's for a wonderful cause. It's for all the right reasons. From tragedy comes something really positive and celebratory. Yeah, something that Jamie was with us on that stage, and he'll continue with us as part of the, you know, while the rest of us were drifting off and listening to different kinds of music all the time, we played so much music in that damn tour van or whatever that Jamie hated. He was always the (laughs) linchpin for a lot of people and a lot of bands and his own band to keep, keep those machines going, keep that stomp going. And uh, his spirit kept a lot of this going. And absolutely, if he was around, he would be here right now. And he'd be going, why the hell? What the fuck? Why'd you do that? Yeah, Let's this? fix that. You got <laughs> the EQ on that is bad. Why would you put the sound like that? Exactly. And, we'd and be again, like, he would right. mix every band except Acumen, and we would end up sounding <laughs> inferior. <laughs> Although Joe Darnaby did a fine job tonight. Yes, he did. Yeah, you sounded amazing. All right. Well, thank you. Brothers Novak, Acumen, Cold Waves, thank you for doing this. Carcon Carne. It's true. Awesome. Uh, Carcon Carne presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Support them. Support everything they're doing. Thank you. Appreciate it.